The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Podcast, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's episode, omega-3s play a big part in keeping us healthy, and it's tough to get enough in our diets by eating fish alone. There are all kinds of benefits from omega-3s, so listen close. On today's episode, Carlson Labs' Laurel Sterling is a registered dietitian and certified nutritionist. She's worked in the natural products industry for over 20 years. Laurel has counseled hundreds of individuals, lectured at various corporations and events, written numerous articles and blogs on health and nutrition, and always keeps up to date on the latest health information. And we welcome Laurel to the Mother's Market Podcast. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you for Great. having me. Absolutely. Why don't you fill our audience in a little bit on your mission and your work before we get to today's show topic? Sure. So, I mean, mine started way back, um, I'd have to say, when I was in my early 20s. I grew up on a dairy farm, so we basically did a lot of natural um, remedies at home. And when I was in my 20s, college, you're not eating the best, there's stress, and I started getting really sick, and I found myself in the hospital. And what was given to me as options wasn't healing what I needed. So I ended up getting my master's degree in nutrition and working at a health food store. And then talking to different people, finding out different things, I started looking at my foods and different supplements and stress levels and what was actually lending to what was going on with me. And I started healing myself. So I thought, I need to pass this on to other people. So that was my mission. And that's been my mission since then. I love it. And again, it's personal. So uh, that's, that's, you have uh, full authority on, on sharing your mission. Uh, so today we are talking about the health benefits of omega-3s. And so what, what is the omega-3 index? So um, just to give a little backstory before I get into um, the benefits of omega-3s, I definitely have to delve into the omega-3 index. And so many people don't probably know about right. what it is. And I actually didn't until about maybe four years ago a little bit after I started working with Carlson Labs, and they teamed up with Omega Quant. And the Omega-3 index they came up with, which is a percentage of your EPA and DHA, which is found in the red blood cell membrane. And they found that it was important for so many numerous different health issues. So um, we thought we really need to look further into this because we are an Omega, amongst other, (laughs) company. Right. Oh, interesting. Okay, so who, and you just mentioned, uh, who developed the omega-3 index? So, so Dr. William Harris, he is a internationally known uh, omega-3 researcher, and he, along with another, co-invented this and developed it, I believe, in 2004, and it didn't come about to be able to be purchased until 2009. So again, it was just a couple of years ago that we teamed up with them and they have certain kits and testing procedures that you can utilize through them and through us as well. So when you talk about those kits and testing procedures, what should our levels be? 6% to 4%. Most people in the U.S. were at 4%, which is really not ideal at all. And people that ate a lot of fish, like over in Japan, they had levels of upwards to 9%, 10%. So we really need to start sharing this information across the U.S. so people start realizing. 
they need to step up their levels. And I'm going to go back a step. Um, you mentioned a little bit about the heart, brain, and joints. So what is what are omega threes good for? Is that yeah, the, yeah? So omega threes are one of the most researched supplements that are out there. There's over, I believe, thirty thousand now studies on there. You can go to PubMed, GoEd, which is the global organization of EPA and DHA, and um, it's it's listed in studies again for heart, brain, immunity, inflammation, vision, joints, and on and on goes the list. So so important and. The research they've done with the omega-3 index falls into several of those categories as well. Okay, thank you. So why is this important to consider with omega-3 levels, the um, the levels you said U.S. is very low uh, compared to Japan? Exactly. So we really need to look at this because of overall health. And again, what they've found is levels are typically around 4%. There was one specific study that they were looking at congestive um, heart failure and sudden cardiac death. And they found that the levels that were 4%, there was like a 90% risk factor for those people. And as they got higher in their omega-3 levels, that risk level went down as it went up more towards that 8%, down 90%. Mm-hmm. So very significant. And also, Again, a lot of the research they're looking at is cardiovascular and brain. They're looking at dementia and uh, memory issues, too. That's really, boy, those numbers have gone up. So in anything to try to turn that trend around, right? Yes. How uh, to test this with those levels? Yeah, so they, they have test kits, and we actually teamed up with them And we um, have kits, too, that we sell through um, when we teamed up with Omega Quant. And we have a variety of different ones, but we have the Omega-3 Index Kit. And um, these are available, and they're simple, easy test kits that you can do at home. And I actually have a YouTube video that I did that, that walks you right through it because the steps are very specific. And so it's just a a finger prick, and you put the blood droplets on the little um, sheet that they have provided there and mail it right in, and you have to register it. They'll get it back to you in a few weeks, and then you get your levels. Now, you can get just the omega-3 index level, or you can get a really in-depth panel, depending on which one you want to purchase, and that will give you all your different levels of so many different fats that you've never even heard That's of, I'm sure. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, if you can expand on that, what would I be looking at then? Yeah. When, so, so if I chose to go the full route, what would happen? You would look at arachidonic acid, which is something um, as babies you need higher, but as adults you don't want to because that's usually linked with the inflammatory cascade. Okay. Um, you would be listing your alpha-linoleic acid levels, which that will then break down into your EPA and DHA, and it will give those specific ones, and it's just... Again, I got a three-page report that gave me all my levels. So it's, it's fascinating to look at. And Definitely. so even though I am not a scientist, but I would be able to have, it would have a readout of saying, you need help here. Yes, <laughs> and it actually gives you recommendations, a whole page of what you need to do after that as far oh, as foods great. and from there. How much do those kits cost? Um, the kits are around 50 for the basic, just omega-3%. Okay. If you want to get the extensive panel, then it's higher upwards towards, I believe, 100 or Okay. More. Okay. Interesting. So when should we retest our levels? So they take a while for the membranes to start being more saturated, just like anybody when they're taking vitamin D. If you've heard that you need to wait about 
three months or so, the doctors say to retest yourselves. This is the same. So it's about three to four months you want to give time for it to build up in your system and then do a retest. Okay, okay. That's good to know. And is there a better time to take the omega-3s throughout the day? What's the best time? Yeah, so it's not like what people might think as far as breakfast, lunch, dinner time. It's more so you want to think around specific a meal time. Mm. So, um, and that basically you wouldn't want to have just a drink or a coffee. Some people might take tons of supplements in the morning and they just take it with their coffee. And there are certain ones that are water-soluble, but omega-3s and your vitamin A, D, E, K are fat-soluble. So you want to make sure that you have those with a meal. And also you need to look at the fact of everybody's different and everybody's digestion is different. I myself was actually doing uh, a test and I was trying to get my levels up pretty high. I think I started out at a 6% level and I was sort of shocked because I eat salmon as I'm on the road traveling, and I thought, oh, my levels will be great. And they <laughs> were 6%, which wasn't terrible. Right. There were people that had done it, and it was 2 or 3%. But um, I wanted to get mine up towards the 8% or higher. And so I started taking quite a bit of omegas through the day. And on the fourth day, I found, wow, I'm pretty nauseous lately. And I thought, why is that happening? What did I do differently? And I started thinking, oh, that's right. I started adding in more fats. Mm. And as a general rule, um, I have a sensitive digestive system and I have to take enzymes regularly or really watch the certain foods that might might cause issues like this. And fats are one of them. Mm. And specific people may have issues with fat. So you don't want to take several pills all at once. You really want to divide it out throughout the day. Um, and then again, think about taking some digestive enzymes along with it because you may have sluggish digestion, sluggish gallbladder um, that would inhibit the digestion and cause this nausea. It's, and that's interesting. I, that just happened to me yesterday, and that is the worst feeling in the world when it all just comes, you know, flooding through. And right. I, I did. I, right. I, I, yeah. So I was going to ask you about taking them with a drink, or should they be taken, taken with food? Right. And ideally, it's the synergistic effect. You want to have it with food because, again, the drink, it, it depends on if you're talking about something like maybe a coffee with MCT, there you go. You have some fat right there that would help out with the body releasing some lipase enzymes to help digest it. However, if it's just something like a juice, even if you're not taking just the omega and you're taking a whole bunch of vitamins, that's not ideal to take all at once because certain ones need to be taken between meals. Mm. Um, certain ones should be better with food. Some may be better at nighttime. Definitely read your labels, split it up. But these specifically and any other fat solubles, you want to make sure that it has some fat in there to help the body to start triggering, releasing that lipase enzyme. That's a really interesting point. So you mentioned fish. Is it difficult to get the right levels without supplementing, right? Yes, yes. Well, there are omega-3s that you can get through a lot of different fatty fish. So you've got salmon, you've got your sardines, anchovies, mackerel. You also can get it through chia seeds, flax seeds, um, walnuts. However... Not a lot of people love fish, as we see. That was a U.S. Mm -hmm. issue with people with low levels. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you add in a supplement because they're finding 
the recommendations by the American Heart Association are eating two fatty fish meals a week. They're finding people aren't even doing that. So we really need to then look at the supplementation for sure to to help that along because your levels won't get high enough without eating enough. Um, do you, is there a correlation, so if we have low levels, is there something I, I'm going to feel differently once, like you said, you were at a 4% or, or, and then it? Yeah, maybe. I mean, there might be an inflammation you may be feeling more of, um, but I, I myself, I didn't really feel much of a difference. Again, I was kind of shocked because I, I thought, well, eat I typically eat for yeah. a lot of fish and my levels were still lower. So again, when they've seen in some of these studies uh, by Dr. Jackson's daughter, they were looking at that people vary mm-hmm. and they're going to dip. It's not going to be a consistent thing. Like you might test and then retest, and then the levels might go down a little bit, and then it might go up a little bit, depending on if you're lagging on your supplements, lagging on your foods. So many different variables come into play at that point. Right. Um, what are the differences between omega-3, 6, and 9? Okay. So omega-3s are essential. You need to get those outside. Your body can actually um, make and get through foods, 6s and 9. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high-quality, great-tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with her life stages. The first of its kind comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. As well. So you want to be careful because the diet. The standard American diet, which mm-hmm. the acronym SAD SAD, <laughs> um, <laughs> that has makes sense. Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of uh, omega sixes, which can be inflammatory. There are healthier omega sixes that you can get from the vegetable oils, but there's also unhealthy ones that you'll see, like corn oils mm-hmm. and um, uh, cottonseed oils and uh, soy oils that, and things that they cook with and fry with. So those will start off the whole inflammatory cascade. Whereas we don't have enough omega-3s, we need to definitely get those in through the diet or supplementation because that helps out with the anti-inflammatory cascade in the body. Oh, that's really interesting too. Wow. Uh, I need to eat more fish and take my supplements as I'm talking (laughs) to you and learning this. This is uh, great information. Right now we have to take a quick break, but more in a minute. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Mother's Market Podcast, and we want to remind you that if you missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market, or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click the link for podcast and listen to past shows, plus download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with certified nutritionist Laurel Sterling, by the way, I love your name, We're talking about the health benefits of omega-3s, and it's been so interesting, Laurel. Why is this important um, science? Well, actually, you know what? Let me back up a second. 
I wanted to ask you about women, pregnant women, uh, and the mercury levels in fish. Um, it's, so supplementing with those omega-3s, how is, right. why is that important? So again, people do stay away from fish for various reasons, not only just not liking it, but also <laughs> possibly the higher mercury levels in the, in the fattier fish that we need to ingest to get the, the omega-3s like tunas mm-hmm. um, and salmon and, and others. So because as they, the little fish are eaten by the bigger fish, the mercury levels just continue to grow, so it's in the bigger fish. And um, pregnant women would stay away from it for obvious reasons, and that's why it's beneficial for them to take a supplement that actually is purified. And we go through extensive processing to make sure that it's purified. We use IFOS, the International Fish Oil Standards, which is a, the highest five-star ratings that we get, gold standard to test, and it's a third party. And we also use AOCS, American Oil and Chemist Society. So we, we really go to great lengths for making sure it's purified. So there they can feel safe yeah. and others can feel safe. If they don't want to eat the fish for various reasons, don't like fish, want to avoid the mercury, they can take um, a supplement and feel safe about that. Um, and I, I don't know if there's a specific on those omega threes um, amount, uh, or is that does that vary? Oh yeah, the the levels will vary. Are you saying as far as the milligrams on yes, the bottles? So, yeah, right, that's right. What I was just it's ask you. it's really quite intricate, and I didn't realize until I started working with Carlson, I didn't understand the labeling, and I think a lot of people actually don't. It's very confusing. Yeah. And when I ask people, do you understand the different forms that are out there? And they'll look at me and say, um, I'm not talking liquid and soft gels. I'm talking there are different forms that all the different companies have, which is triglyceride level, ethyl ester, and re-esterified triglycerides. And there's been research out there that said that the um, triglycerides are the only ones, and this is older research that cited that those are the ones that were the best absorbed. Since then, though, there was a 2011 study that showed that they're pretty much when they were looking at the omega-3 levels of people taking those mm-hmm. that maybe the triglyceride and reesterified rose their levels a little bit faster however when they took a level of around 1700 milligrams over six months they got to a 12 and 13 percent mm-hmm. saturation level for their omega-3 levels so they really kind of come up almost equal so if people are looking at the label and thinking, which one do I take? Which one's best? I've heard this. You can take either form. Um, we, we offer both of those, or all three of those, actually. And the ethylesters are typically what the doctors um, have recommended. And you'll find those as the prescription ones. Um, so we do have some of those. We have the reesterified triglyceride and the triglyceride, which is predominantly what we have in our, our line. But levels, too, are going to vary. And some people are specifically looking for EPA only or DHA only. And so that alone could be a whole, (laughs) that could be a whole talk in itself. But what they found with the research for getting a level up to 8 to 12%, I think they were stating around 2,000, which the American Heart Association is recommending for the general population about 500 to maybe 1,000 now. And really what they're seeing in some of this newer research out there is that you want to push it more towards that 2,000 hmm. milligram, the two-gram mark um, for overall health, wellness for the brain, the heart, the joints. So um, pushing it to a higher level 
definitely more beneficial. And then is there a specific age to start taking them? Well, uh, yeah, we actually have baby DHA. And again, we were talking about pregnant women. It's really important for them to take it because that affects the neurons that are built um, for the baby. So how high their levels are when they are pregnant will determine for the baby's health. So in utero, in utero, taking it as well as when the babies are born, you can put it in the formulas or um, start adding it into their foods. With my daughter, I started her at a very young age and giving her the liquid, yep. and she had no problem with it, loved it. Aww. She would just ask for it. I want the lemon oil. <laughs> she loved it. And my nephew, the same thing. So if you start them younger, yeah. that's great because older, I've actually had – Older kids as well as adults just kind of looking at me saying, uh, liquid fish oil. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> so. <laughs> so, um, and it actually tastes very wonderful. We get awards all the time with our flavors. So, oh, that's good. But they just think of the consistency of swallowing oh, an oil. Right, And right. I, I tell them, think about olive oil on a salad or yeah. some people that are doing MCT oils. It's just the same consistency. Could you put that in your coffee? The- well, I <laughs> it depends on the flavor. Yeah, the flavors. Yeah, I don't think so. I would put it. You could put some of them in juice because we have an orange one okay. um, for kids. There's bubblegum flavors, so you could put it into a yogurt. Yeah. There's a lot of different things. We actually have recipes oh. that you can look at, and it's it's something that you put on after, okay, or into stir it into gotcha. when you're making guacamole oh, or hummus. Yeah. Things like that with kids with peanut butter and jelly sandwich, drizzle it over. Yep. They won't even know it's they won't, in there. It'll be like honey or something yeah. in there. So uh, important per the latest science, you were, you've been really kind of talking about the, the levels, but um, where, like, where's the future on this with the, per the latest science? Well, so with Dr. Jackson, he uh, and his daughter were working on, again, a lot of research. And his daughter, Dr. Christina um, Jackson, I'm sorry, Dr. Harris, his daughter, Dr. Jackson, was just at GoEd in Florida, and she listed some of the great research that they've seen as far as we were talking the best time of day to take. So it was she listed time of day, so it was like food, um, form, which I talked about the ethyl esters, triglycerides, reacerified. Mm-hmm. Also talking about um, consistency, taking it after. Um, and the amount, which we talked about, which was ideally around two grams to two and a half grams a day. So what they found was interesting with some of the people that they were showing on the, on the charts. And they found with food, they said that with a fatty meal is best. So say, for instance, me for breakfast, sometimes I have my kind nut right. butter bars, which has actual real peanut butter in there. And that would be a fine time to have your omegas. Again, I would split it up, though, because if I need one to two grams and one pill is like one gram, I would take more during lunch when I have my eggs or dinner when I have something like my salmon Mm. um, because it does tend to upset my stomach or take some enzymes with that. She also talked not only about the amount and the foods and the food absorption with people that are taking ethylesters, they found if they took it without food, their levels didn't rise. The omega-3 levels did not rise as much. So that's where you should be taking, if you're taking ethylesters, with a meal especially. Okay. And also 
consistency. They found that after in this one research they were looking at, six months into it, they stopped giving free omega-3 supplements. And people that stopped taking them, their levels just after six months, nine months, 12 months, just consistently went down. So that lends us to believe that, yes, we need to make sure that we're taking it. And, and you see this the same thing in vitamin D research. You stop taking it, boom, the body just starts using it, and the levels just start trending downward. So we need to stay on these at a higher level long term. And okay. that's, that's the end uh, takeaway is no matter what you have, if there are cardiovascular issues yourself or in your family, if you have um, brain issues like dementia, Alzheimer's in the family yourself, or just memory, focusing, mood, you want to take these long term, not just in the short term, because the levels will drop off and then you're just back down to possibly that 4 to 6%. I'm going to run out of here and start taking them. <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh, I need to up, up the ante there. <laughs> Interesting. Are there other vitamins that would be beneficial to consider teaming up with the omega-3s? Yeah, the, the fat solubles, like looking at vitamin A, D, E, K, and we have some great formulations. And again, nobody wants to take 40 pills a day. <laughs> I, I actually have been there before, I, and I, I just too. got to the point where I couldn't even take it anymore yeah. and I divided it out through the day and it's just way too much you right. just get sick of taking them yeah. which is why we're teaming up with different ones and it's more economical easier and we offer so many different forms such as liquids or soft gels and we actually have gummies mm -hmm. so there are options out there for people that they can choose from which whichever their preference is and their ease of convenience like remembering to keep them in a spot where you're going to take them every day, which <laughs> exactly. I keep mine right next to um, the sink. So I know, okay, I'm going out in the morning, getting coffee, MCT, they're all right there because it's easy to forget about it. Or some people like to put it next to the coffee pad or nighttime when they're brushing their teeth or something like that, just right. to keep, just to remember the consistency of it. Exactly. Interesting. So what, what contributes to overall better systemic, systemic absorption? So you mentioned the liquid and the soft gels, but is uh, taking that along with the soluble, the fat solubles? Um, so, well, overall, we really need to look at what's going on with our digestion. Again, we don't all know what's happening. Like I said, I've had issues. I've never actually had myself checked out to see what's going on but I think there is a, a sluggish, for some reason, digestion. So I have to make sure that I eat foods that optimally help me with digestion as well as taking enzymes that help with it. Like I said, lipase, um, ox bile, those are all ones that help break down the fats. And we need to make sure that our gut health and our liver health and our pancreatic health, all those come into play with what and how we are absorbing the gut health is so crucial. People don't think about how we have so much of our immunity housed in our guts. It's called GALT, gut-associated lymphoid tissue, the lymph. So there's so much in there, and it's so important. And they actually have some research that is just very, very new that they saw that people that had a higher omega-3 diet found out they increased their diversity of their microflora in their gut. Now, we have over 400 different types of bacteria. So you've probably heard of like lactobacillus acidophilus. So in the upper intestines are the lactobacillus family, 
in the colon is the bifido, um, bifidobacterium family. And we need both of those um, as we age. And so they also help out with digestion too. Hmm. And there are, as we mentioned, omega-3 uh, foods that we can increase in our diet, and that will help out with the biodiversity of, of the flora because they all, the research with, with probiotics is so interesting. They all do so many different things, and some of them help others grow, but I've never seen this before where the omega-3s actually increase the diversity, which we want because aging, stress, medications, all that will decrease that microflora and so much of the research out there and so many different conferences that I've gone to are looking at the microbiome of the gut. So the gut health is crucial, not just for absorption, but also everything else that it does with immunity and mood health and so much more. Yeah. In fact, I mean, we always hear now so much about the gut brain connection with all of this, but exactly. Are, aren't there certain individuals with health issues that need extra support for omega-3 absorption? So definitely. Um, some of the people you really need to think about are people with, again, we've talked about gallbladder issues. If you've had your gallbladder removed, because that stores the bile, which breaks down fat. And so you still have bile coming from the liver dripping through all day. But the fact is that that may be compromising because I, I actually had clients that had issues. Some don't after they have the gallbladder removed. Some do. They say they can't have certain fats. So I recommend ox bile and lipase and enzymes to help break the fats down okay. so they can absorb them. Um, there's also people with Crohn's that highly affects the large intestines where most of the fat absorption is. So if that's compromised at all. Also, people with pancreatic issues for whatever it may be, like uh, someone with cystic fibrosis, that actually creates so much mucus around the gut and throughout the gut and around the pancreas that they can't release the enzymes optimally that they need to to break it down and then be absorbed in the gut. So they're really compromised. Again, taking some enzymes would help out them. So, and yeah, you, you did talk a little bit about liver health and then the role that the pancreas plays with optimal. So I don't know if there's anything else you can expand on with that. But Yeah, the, the liver is, we really need to make sure liver health is optimal. There are so many foods that you can look at and that help out with the detoxification. We want to make sure that it's cycling through because what the liver is, is it, you can almost look at it like two oil filters where the toxins come in that might be broken down from foods that we have eaten. And then they have to be processed and neutralized and then move into this second oil filter. So it's called phase one, phase two detox pathways. And there are different foods and different uh, supplements like N-acetylcysteine and vitamin C and um, milk thistle, alpha-lipoic acid, so many different ones, glutathione. These are all antioxidants and um, having enough B vitamins and proteins, methylating factors that help to process them, package them up to make them inert, and then excrete them out of the body. So we need to make sure that the liver health is optimal, and it's producing also the bile that's then stored in the gallbladder. So if the liver is compromised and it's not producing enough of that bile that we need to help break down those fats, that will obviously compromise the absorption of it. Wow. 
feel like I'm in science class right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are there any other thoughts or takeaways that I haven't asked you about, about the omega-3s? It's, I'm really seeing the importance of it, especially compared to the 369. Yeah. I think, you know, we really need to look at everything. We're not just what we eat. We are how, when we eat, what, how we digest and how we absorb foods. So we really need to look at the overall health of our bodies and Unfortunately, like when I was seeing clients, doctors would be specializing in certain um, health issues for each individual, and they wouldn't be talking to each other. And, and I said, you're not just your stomach. You're not just your head. You're not just, the, you have to look at the whole body. And this doctor needs to talk to this one because everything works together. This one thing will affect this. And so we need to look at the body as a whole and take care of it as best we can because it's the only one we have. Right, right. <laughs> and, and then we will hopefully optimally absorb, digest, and have a you know, healthy, long life. Excellent. Wow. Thank you so much for your time today. And it's Thank great, you. great advice. We appreciate your knowledge. And we look forward to having you on again. But in the meantime, you can get more information. The website is carlsonlabs.com. It's C-A-R-L-S-O-N labs.com and we look forward to your next visit thank you thank you so much if you want to learn more health information check out mothersmarket.com get delicious recipes and health guidelines to keep your body in great shape thanks for listening to the mother's market podcast and for shopping at mother's market the advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.